Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. Change yourself, change the world. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Molly Trotter Gomez. I'm going to put a disclaimer on this right out the gate. (laughs) Talking with Tanya, before we jumped on, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. We better start recording. But I'm I'm just going to tell you to buckle up because we're going to go deep and we're going to go deep quickly. And this is a message for right now. And this is going to be so good. So Tanya, like I... I'm so excited to jump into this. I might rock it out of my chair because this message is so timely. I know we're both like, but I would love for you to just introduce yourself because you know how I like to do it. No one can intro themselves better than themselves because they are the living proof of it. So please, please tell us a little bit about yourself and I'm ready to scuba dive with you today. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Tanya Tanika. I've been a duly anointed Um, in the marketplace and in um, the church walls, we can say ministry. Um, But yes, for over 20 years, um, I'm affectionately known as the activator. (laughs) So uh, I lead, my anointing is the Jeremiah anointing. Um, I come in and I uproot, I tear down, I build, we go. So um, yeah, I live in the deep um, and, and so love it. But my desire and my heart, my mission, um, just in why I do everything is to activate and release thought leaders, ministry leaders, coaches, those of influence um, that are content creators and have that influence for the nations um, into the seven spheres of influence. So that way they could lead authentically and transform high performing leaders Um to do business in spirit and in truth. And so I'm going to lead with the mission because I know most are like, you know, what do you do? It doesn't matter what I do. I want to, I want you to know me by um, the mission, by my heart. Mm, yes. And the minute I met you, I, I felt that heart and I felt that depth. And before we move any further, the seven spheres of influence, touch on that briefly. Cause I'm sure some people are like, what is that? Super curious. And then we're going to dive into the meat of this after that. Yes, yes. So um, the seven spheres of influence is essentially um, where it, the like society as a whole is broken down into seven areas. So there's like uh, arts and entertainment, family, business, media, government, right? And so it really helps us identify where are we influential the most at. And once you understand that sphere, uh, you can then really unpack that sphere and, you know, be a trailblazer in that area. Beautiful. I love it. Okay. I cannot wait to go here because this is, I was like, whenever I start, I mean, I say this every time, it's like, what do you want to talk about today? What is it that you want to share that's heavy on your heart today? And you were talking about a couple of different things and I'll just kind of name it off and then we'll go down these rabbit holes and chase them. Um, You know, activating in spirit and truth, you know, most people actually, I would love to start here. Most people do not know how to do not know how to activate one another. They're just duplicating. I Mm want to go there because I feel like that is so, so good. And it's going to lead into everything else that we talked about. 
Yeah. And I feel like that's a really great place to start. So they're not knowing how to activate. They're just duplicating. What does that mean? How is that a thing? Like, let, let's go there. So the people listening to this are like, what are they even talking about? Okay. So let's get ready for this. So we're going to look at the Webster's 1828 version of, which is the original spirit filled Webster's dictionary. Noah's dictionary, right? Um, the word activate means to set someone in position and rank inside of an army. So we know ourselves, right? We're in the army of God. And so what that essentially means is that while there are transference of anointings and yes, there are mantles that are transferred and so on and so forth, that does not mean there's a duplication. Usually that means there is um, an addition to, right? You know, we come together, I mentor you and you get activated. Now there's two ways you can be caught or taught. Mm. And so right? As we understand this also going deeper into the catching as sonship, right? So now what I want to bring from there is most just take what they've learned. They call themselves a coach and they say, whatever they have learned is what they try to duplicate in others. They don't try to teach them. What they do is they show them the model and they make them perform in that model without them looking are they a connector? Are they a builder? Right? Are they a creator? Are they a detailed teacher? Right? So there's different areas. Are they entrepreneur? Are they helps? So there's different profiles and understanding. And each of them retain and act out and distribute very differently. They create different products, so on and so forth. So here's the thing when you activate, it's a collaboration of being in full position, posture and capacity. And so they all have to meet in order to be at their highest point of activation, which is where God sits on them the most. Mm. So there's a lot to unpack there, but I, I just, you know, we're going to, we're going to throw out meat today. We're going to throw out meat today. So that's essentially what we're talking about, right? To be able to operate in true spirit and truth means to understand the difference between being in purpose, assignment, and call, because they are all different. I love that. Oh my gosh, you, you are so right. There's so much meat there. And it's good because it's like, this is such a, I can really see people actually going through those podcasts, pausing that, let, let it sit in your spirit for a second. And yeah. what is, what, what's speaking? Like, what, what is the Lord speaking to you? What, what are you hearing yeah. in that moment? Because there's so much in there that we could literally do a whole hour podcast, just that in and of itself. But I love that you set it up that way because there are so many, back to the duplication piece, so many that are just like creating carbon copies of themselves. And it's like, no, that's not what God is asking us to do. And that's a big part of us here at Girl Power Alliance is like, there's a lot of followership, not leadership. Mm -hmm. Do what I do because this has worked for me, but I am not you. So therefore, will it actually work for me? I don't know, but I see it working for you. So I'm going to hold on to that rather than Lord. What did you, what are you calling me to? Who, what leader am I? Like, how do you want to use me? And that's where our Radiant Leadership Academy takes us such a deep dive for women, 16 weeks, which could feel like eternity for somebody where you're live for 16 weeks, yeah. but it's such a deep dive on all fronts. So by the time you get out of that, you have a much clearer picture of like, this is what God's calling me into. This is where I need to work on, but this is what I'm created for. Not to be a duplicate of, but God created me to be this for such a time as this. So I love that you said that because it's like activate. First of all, 
just that word alone, we have an annual event every year called Activate. We love that word. We, we like <laughs> God gave us that word. Like that's a word for our annual event to really help women activate in their calling, their truths, like where they are here inside mm-hmm. of what we've birthed. So it's such a fitting word, just even in all this podcast. But guess what, y'all? She gave it, she said this to me. I didn't even tell her that we had <laughs> this word as a, like, she said, this is what it is. Like, this is what I'm thinking of. And I'm like, oh, I love it. So that piece right there, let's talk about like activating in spirit and in truth. Because I feel like, and correct me with where, you know, whether this may be uh, wrong or maybe if you have a different point of view or maybe you agree, but like activating in spirit and in truth, when people duplicate, you know, it's like, you know, almost the the easier way out, or it's just kind of like, this is what the world says. This is what I know what works, but the spirit and in truth part, like, I want you to dig deep on there because there's so much there to unpack with spirit and in truth, just those words alone but then you pair that with an activation of who you are in spirit and in truth, take a deep dive with that, please. I want to hear it. Okay. So spirit would essentially mean that you've actually partnered with God. That means that you know how to operate prophetically. So a lot of times, you know, I see that, that we tend to we tend to rely on the gifting, which is the natural ability, the just the thing that is without repentance. Well, you could you could know God or not know God. It's indifferent. He gave you the gift, right? And so this is where we are speaking and prophesying and doing all these things, but God doesn't left the building, right? Because mm-hmm. the word of God says that yeah, we can act, we could do those things, but the but we don't we deny the very power of God. So this is when you're operating from that place, you're not operating in the power of God. The Mm. only way to do that is by having the spirit, right? So operating prophetically at that time, because no matter if you are a leader, you need to be able to see and not just say, okay, this is what you do, A, B, and C, one, two, three, but you need to be able to see prophetically what is that person called to, what's their assignment? right? What are the areas um, in each area of influence? There are demonic entities and principalities, wickedness, rulers, and high places. Where are they called in that, in that order, right? Um, so we, we throw people out, but we're not preparing them, okay? Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, we teach them, hey, Facebook and, and, and all that. Here's the part, though. We don't actually teach them the media part and what what principalities are in media, what strong men are in media, how media, one of the strong men is to relinquish and to, um, you know, manipulate the, the identity of a person. So then they go out using these systems and tools and tactics, which were most likely regurgitated Babylonian system tactics that their coach taught them. So mm-hmm. we're gonna like then move on from there, right? So that's spirit. So it's being able to partner with God and and knowing that you're operating prophetically from the spirit, right? Without denying the very power of God. The, the, the truth part comes from most of the time I see that we're looking at the word. It's truth, right? There's power in the word, the declaration of the word. There's life and death in the word. And so we don't look at the truth, right? What we, what we tend to do is we say, okay, I'm going to take what I read in a book and then I'm going to go and I'm going to teach it. So we learn it, we don't do it, and then we teach it. 
Mm. Instead of the learn, do, teach, we skip this part. So what ends up happening is we look like, again, a duplicate. Because what happens is we're not gaining, we're not teaching from our perspective of revelation that God gave us. The truth. We're not, we're not teaching from that point. We're, we're, we're teaching off of vomit. Mm. Right? Think about it. The dog's vomit. <laughs> right? Uh, and so that's what we're doing. Right? It's like a, the word of God says the dog will always like return back to its vomit. We're like dogs returning back to the vomit. Okay. So, you know, that's exactly what that is. You know, we, we, we read a book and it was really great and it inspired us. And we want to look really intellectual because we're insecure because mm. we're not mature. We're coming from a place in building, not fully mature, not covered, not the right mentorship because we go by programs that are not um, as believers. There's a transference in that. And doctrine and things that are being taught. So the truth is watered down. There's not revelation. It's not coming from a biblical system. It's not coming from the kingdom system. We understand uh, a Babylonian system more than we understand, which is the worldly ways. Then we really understand how God operates, right? We know of God, but we don't know God. Mm. And knowing back in, like a man knew his wife, it was intimate, right? It's like, we want to prostitute God. Like, Hey, can you give me this blessing? I'll leave money on the nightstand. Mm, Come on. Wow. I, so many angles, so many angles. I'm going to start with the one that I wrote down. We throw people out without preparing them. And then not only that, we're, the truth is so watered down because it's secondhand. It's diluted. It's like truth from a thousand people ago. And now you just have a little fleck rather than the full immersion and like thickness and concentration of what it really should be. And yeah, we're just they're, borrowing. They're, they're entitled. They don't want to, they don't want to fast. They don't want to pray. They don't want to snot nose cry on their face. They don't want to do what it takes because it takes too long. Like what you said, the 16 week program, you know, most because they didn't take the time to do the worksheets and write down and pray and do all that stuff are out there self-sabotaging and not building and falling constantly. They don't want to do what is required. They just want the gift. Right. Yeah. And it even brings me to, uh, last week I had this, like this, this phrase that, that really just came into my space of, so many people want the before and after picture, but don't show them the process because once you show them the process, it's like, eh, no, I don't really want to do that work, but I love seeing the before and after. So we can fool ourselves that the before and after is like, boom, boom. But the process, yeah, don't show me the messy middle. Cause I don't want to see all that because then if I see that, then do I really want it? No, I'm good. But let's give ourselves this fake news of before and afters are just like a blink away rather than the process and digging in deep and developing that root system of like, no, it took a lot to get here. It took a lot of surrendering. It took a lot of crying. It took a lot of just a lot of emotions. I had to move people out of my life. I had to move others in. There was just so much sacrifice that happened because God's trying to shed the Babylonian way off of you so he can be concentrated in your life rather than this dripped little like watered down version that that nobody would have otherwise. Like when you think of something that's watered down, right? You're just kind of like, oh, this is too watered down. You toss it out. 
that's literally what we're doing with him in the word. We're just like, eh, no, I'm good. Rather than immersing ourselves. And I love that you said that it's like, and the, and the way that we have to equip people is like, you need a firsthand experience. What does that look like? One of the questions I get all the time is like, Molly, what do you say about dot, dot, dot? Like guide me, help me. Like they're trying to leech off of my leadership of like, give me what I need. And I'll ask them, I'll be like, well, what is God telling you? They want to prostitute you. They want to, they want to, oh, they want to prostitute me. That is a strong. Prostitute, prostitute the anointing. Yeah, it is. It's prostituting mm-hmm. anointing. And here's why. Because you did what was necessary to be a child to go to the midwife. And many are launching off and their coaches, they call themselves coaches and mentors and everything, but they are not midwives. They're not willing to pull back the curtains and actually reveal the process they went through because they never went through it. Wow. And they never actually identified what that looked like. That's why like, you know, um, whenever I'm teaching or speaking or doing anything, you know, a lot are like, why would you tell people like that nitty gritty, like that, that process, like all of that, why would you, you know, go in Isaac, because I need them to know we don't, we need to pull back the curtain and actually show some of the gory parts and the things like that. Right. Because they will overcome what by the blood of the lamb and what the word of our testimony. So enough leaders are not actually pulling back the curtain to say that this wasn't, this wasn't difficult, this, you know, or this was difficult and, and, and this happened and this happened, right? It's like they're hiding because they don't want, and here's the thing, it's almost like the leaders, we have leaders that are eating their children. Like the word talks about, they don't actually, they want them to rely on them and they would hate for them to grow and supersede past them. Wow. They need to show it. So guess what? You got that woman that now looks fit and shows that before picture where she was flabby and all that stuff. She forgot to tell you that she had a tummy tuck. She forgot to actually tell you that she had medical procedures. No, 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 no. You get to see her thinking that, oh, she just worked out. And now she's teaching you this process, Mm. but never actually showed you and revealed behind the scenes all the truth because she bypassed the process. Wow. Right. And didn't want you to see that. Because those last 10 pounds or the last whatever, she didn't feel like going through the discipline that was going to be needed. So she just bypassed that part. But didn't, but wants you to go through that part. That's right. They want to be you ask them. They wanted to be done through you. Can you just go do the painful part instead of me going through that? Because I'm not ready for all that, but yet you want the promise. It's like, you have to go through the pain to get the promise. Stop prostituting the people who've gone through that pain to get you a little bit closer. And that was one of the things too, is that like, I I did um, a series a while back on, you know, just there's so many, what are you anchoring yourself to? People anchor themselves to money, power of proximity, fame, all these things, the power of proximity. So many people prostitute that. I feel like that's going to be the word for this podcast. So sorry, that's just the word for this podcast because it's the best way to put it. But the power of proximity is there. I want to leech off of If I'm just around you, if I'm in the vicinity of, then maybe I will look a little bit more higher than successful dot, 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 because I'm around you rather than asking you the questions. How did you get there? Let's reverse engineer that. What did that take? What does this actually feel like? And one of the things the Lord's really revealed to me um, just through my journey, and then I've been sharing it openly, come to find out so many are in this season right now of a wilderness season, and they don't know what to do about it. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is so, oh gosh, this is horrible. 
when it's right there in scripture that Jesus had to go out 40 days and 40 nights and be tested of all the things. And we're over here just like crying and whining about a wilderness season when really you should be thanking him. He's testing you right now on so many different levels and see the glory in all of it. Because right now he's like, are you, are you going to do what I, I I'm asking you to do in order to step into this vision, this calling that I've already given you a flash for like, here it is, but you got to go through this first. You have to go through it. Otherwise you'll never get to that promised land, your promised land and stop, you know, mooching off other people. But I, I love that because there's so much duplication going on because it's easy and it's so much harder to go through the process, but it's so worth it because it's like, like somebody catching the, um, what is it? The, um, Powerball or whatever. Most people go broke after that. And then there's a lot of like heartbreak that comes into that because you weren't ready to steward all of that. Now, do we all go buy a ticket, hoping, crossing our fingers? Sure, <laughs> all, like a lot of people do, but that's not how it works. If you're not ready for it, it will crush you. So actually be thanking God that he hasn't given you your dream yet because if he does it too early, which he will never, it will crush you and it's going to be the end of that. But he's not going to give yeah. it to you too early. So, oof, man. Because of the the weight of the the, you know, it's like, it's very sexy. The mm-hmm. anointing naturally is just, is just attractive, but it's really, it's, it's a sexy concept to say, okay, you know, I want what she has, or I want what he has or whatever, but my anointing, what I've gone through, the crushing, the, the oil that comes out, all of that is for my process and where the territory that God is taking me. So uh-huh. if you try to duplicate anything I do, you might crush under the weight of it naturally because you're not anointed to, mm-hmm. And you're not even called to, to be in that area. Right. So it's going to be, it's going to be too heavy. And that's why I, I love it. When we talk about the scripture, Deuteronomy eight, um, you know, 18, where it talks about the power to create wealth. What's so interesting is we forget above the scripture, right below it. He actually says in order to prove my covenant, as I promised. So we actually go through covenant testing. So above that, it actually talks about how they were in the wilderness, how they were tested, how they were, you know, pushed away. And did you, you know, what did you do? How you were tested with doctrine? And did you deny God? And he brought you through this to prove what? To prove covenant. Because mm-hmm. the only ones that are going to be generals, the only ones that are going to rise doing the spirit and truth are going to be those that are actually in covenant with God. Wow. So that's how I can usually tell if somebody's in covenant with God, how they operate and what's coming out their mouth and, and really where they're at. I'm just like, uh, okay. It, you'll tell on yourself. That's right. And I, and you, oh gosh, I, I love that you went there. You said, we focus on the scripture of, you know, wealth, but look at the words before it. How often we just take like, oh, yep, that feeds my spirit. That feeds my flesh actually, because I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I need to hear, but I'm not going to read anything else around it because it doesn't fit what I want in that time. How often does that happen? And we even read the word like that. They're like, let me go to Psalms because I need a little pick me up or some truth. Let me go to Proverbs. Let me go to, you know, like, you know, when Jesus was born, let me go to like all these things that make us feel good. But what about the things that are like the real raw, hard truth? And that's where you said this phrase and I, we have to go here. Like we have to make time for this. You said, (laughs) and I'm reading my sticky notes. You should see how many sticky notes I have laid out right now. Just like on this, like, this is so good. You were made to search out the deep before Uh, have you dive in on that because you're about to go in in so really buckle up y'all but before we dive in on that it's like you already kind of went there being like scripture allows you to go into that deep deep 
However yeah. deep you want. You want to go in like a couple inches or you want to go in thousands and thousands and thousands of unlimited depth, right? Because yeah. that's how deep this is with the Lord. It's unlimited. We were made for the deep. So let me ask you this, like, as we dive into this, like, why are people so scared of the deep? Oh, I'm going to say that they're scared of the deep because they, they think it's just about the word. But when you actually go into the deep, you act, you, so we're made, right? There's spirit, there's body and spirit. And so, right. So when you go into the deep, it goes beyond your body. Mm. You're actually living more in the spirit. So that means that your home, your, your place that you really rest is in the heavens. We know that there's different heavens, right? So we know that it's in the heavens. That means um, you're going to see in the spirit realm. Mm. That means that you have to be completely vulnerable and completely just lay in the presence of God and not be in control. So we relinquish all of that. We relinquish the not knowing. We, it's a full on submission, mm. right? And so it's scary because we're in this world. And so to, it, to be in the deep means that we have to recognize that we are not of the world. And that we are going to have to subdue the flesh. And that we're going to have to wake up early or fast or pray or do whatever that we are fully in, right? That our jobs are, are all that is usually our vocation, right? Mm-hmm. But our avocation, right? That's where that needs to be. That needs to be the thing that we do. Our complete vocation needs to be in the spirit with God. Mm. So that, right? The other thing I think that, that is scary um, is because we are going to be held liable to, because purpose does not mean what we're called to do. People say this all the time. In Genesis 1 and 20, the only one that can give you your purpose, okay, is the creator. So what that means is, if that's true, then Genesis, it's Genesis 1 and 26 that is our purpose. We were made in likeness and image, right? Which means that our purpose is to be intimate with the Lord. Mm. And from that, 1 and 18 is where we are to be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. Then we get into our call and our assignment. So what happens though, many don't understand that that is our purpose to be intimate. When we're intimate with God, now we are responsible to correct and people want to be liked. Mm. So if they have to bring a prophetic word or if they have to bring correction or if they have to do those things, and most of the time they don't want to do it because they're not living it. So they also don't have the authority to speak in that area. Mm. So there's a lot of issues when it comes to going in the deep because it is for the mature in stature. There is the outer, the inner, the holy, right? We say all this in the temple. So I look at it as there's the believer, there's the disciple and the son. The son reflects the father. 
The son doesn't do anything unless the, he sees the father do it. Well, what do you have to be? You have to be in the face of the father in order to see what your father does. You have to be so intimate and you have to know more than just God. You need to know his ways so you can act on behalf. But we don't, we don't bypass disciple because we're, we like to get fat in the word. Mm, we like to get fat in the word. And guess what? We can get fat in the word. We can regurgitate the word, but even, even Satan can do that. That's what is that? There's no power in just, oh, okay. The word is yes, is powerful. But if witches, warlocks, and everything can actually speak scripture and all that, then that means that the word is nothing without the power. And the power comes from what? Purpose and intimacy with God and going into the deep. But we're fearful we're going to miss something. What's on Facebook? What's on this? What's on that? You know, I don't want to deny my flesh of this. There's no discipline. The word of God talks about, you know, um, beating our flesh into subjection, you know, doing what actually like a, a marathon, an athlete does. We don't look at ourselves as athletes. Wow. I remember God told me, he said, uh, I want this, I want this, and I'm praying or whatever, and I'm confessing, and he, and he stopped me. I literally heard him. He says, I am only going to be able to bless you and let you go further as your body can, can handle. And at that point I realized I, I could, how many people, and I'm just going to be so raw and how many fat pastors <laughs> and, and, and overweight, right. Prophets. And I mean, we're just going to be like a God's people. I mean, sweating can't fit inside of the airline air, airline seat. I'm going to be real. I was one of them. And it had nothing to do with the sickness and the thyroid. It had nothing to do with it. It had everything to do with they were lazy. Mm. So that really makes me think how disciplined, how, how much of the word are they really retaining? Because if you know God, right, God is always talking about discipline, your health, your mind, your body, your spirit, all these things being a reflection. Yes. So I realized that the stewardship of my body, how I dress, all that stuff, it mattered. Absolutely. And people are attracted to excellence. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that is, that is like a point blank period. Like people look people at excellence and they're either like, Oh, I can never get there. Or how do I get there? Right. And, and everything in between. But it's like, you either tell yourself you can or you can't, but we're attracted yeah. to excellence. We're attracted to the after photo. We're attracted to those who have discipline because we know it speaks to us in a way of like, are we going to do it or not? Simple yes or no. It's your choice. Yeah. But and I love that you making up your bed. <laughs> absolutely. You know, and I, I'm seeing it's funny. I leave that to my husband. I was like, I hate making the bed. I hate doing laundry. I'll do these things. He's like, perfect. I'll do those. You know, you find, <laughs> but there is disciplines there. It's like how you do anything is how you do everything. And we can make excuses all day long and then have people buy those excuses as to why I'm not doing the thing that I know I should be doing in the first place. And like health is such a great example because it's physical. You can see it on the outside. But I want to go back to this really quick because I thought this was so, so vital when you're talking about when people are like, you know, your vocation, right? And it's kind of mm -hmm. like this. Hi, like instead of like, this is what I do for a living. It's like, I wrote this like, hi, I spend my day going intimate, going deep with my creator every day, daily. 
Like, imagine if we introduced ourselves like that. Hi, my name is Molly and I go deep with my creator in a very intimate way every single day. And I fall more and more in love with him rather than, hi, my name is Molly and I'm a co-founder of a network marketing company called Girl Power Alliance. And we love to help women with professional development. And we go on and on and on to give ourselves accolades rather than like, and there was actually a different cadence and tone. If you even caught that, like, hi, like I go deep with my creator every morning, like, and, and just let that linger. But we don't want to linger. And I'll even speak to experience from experiences like uh, like many people kind of had. I mean, if you follow me on social media, not that this is a plug or anything, but I I kind of map out when I wake up in the morning, I physically will show here's when I wake up and I'm in my car before I go to the gym for like two hours at two, three o'clock in the morning in what I call fourth. Well, I don't call it, but fourth watch prayer. Like I'm praying over the darkness and the agenda and all of that because God has put that mantle and anointing on my life to pray at that hour. Mm-hmm. People are like, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? He he gradually got me up to that point. And now sometimes I spring out of bed before my alarm at two o'clock, 1.30. I say, whenever you want to wake me up, wake me up. But it's taken disciplines up to this point. After that, then I go to the gym and I handle business, but I give myself a huge runway to give everything to him first yeah. and work on my body. Then yeah. I can go pour out into other people. And it's not like this was like, I woke up one day and just did it. I was like, Lord, what are you asking me to do? And beforehand, he highlighted, you're putting the gym above me. You're putting your agenda above me, making money above me. Like all these mm-hmm. other things are mm-hmm. lords of your life, but I'm not it. Yeah. And so but it, now- also, it also doesn't matter. You said something, you know, it's like, okay, how do you get up at that time and pray? You know what? That's the problem that we have right now. Because it's like, hey, you know, um, you know how, how do you do that? In all reality, it doesn't matter. Mm. because if you're trying to do that, you're going to get your butt kicked. Who said it's like, Adam, it's like Adam and Eve who said, right? So my question when they're like, I'm like, well, did God tell you to wake up at two? Because if that's not your watch, yep. that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Right. It's, 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 not, gonna like, work. it's not going to be sustained. It's not. And too many people Instead of being like, you know what? I know that I'm called just like you to do that. And um, I've had some issues. Then from there, it's like, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. But most are just latching on to whatever you do. And whatever you say and whatever. Okay, now I'm going to build a network marketing company. Now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do that. Or should I do that? Because it's easier to copy. That's right. Yes. And I, and I get people back to the prayer part. I get people being like, Oh, I'm working up to that. I'm working up to that. And I'm like, it might not be your hour. That's fine. And for the, for, I've been doing this for well over a year and for probably a good eight plus months of that, maybe even longer. I'm like, Lord, I have no idea even to this day why you have me wake up. And I'm like, Oh, because of this and that. And then it finally hit me. of like, I have you in this particular region with these particular prayers at this particular time yeah. for a purpose. And if your time is from like 12 to three in the afternoon, great. If it, wherever it is, like, what is that time and get intentional with it? Because more often than not, like you said, we're prostituting God, Lord, I need this money. I need this thing. You said your promises. Yes. And amen. But it's like, you're really not digging into that root system of like, where is that? And that's where I thought was so powerful is when you said the vocation of imagine if we flip that of why we're really here. It's like you, and then I also, I wrote this down. I got to share this. It's like, our purpose is to be intimate with God. Then the the calling after that of the gifts and how we can steward that and be able to be the hands and feet. That's amazing. But first and foremost, it's your relationship with your creator. 
And it's like, you know, your, your family is that ministry first. And then it's like, how do we go serve other people? And we got this thing all like jumbled up and a puzzle that we'll never actually put together because we're not intentionally looking at it because we're looking at it from, you know, a a Babylonian view, as you would say, like a worldview rather than like, Lord, how do you want me to put this together? I, I literally don't even know how to do this because you're relying on your, what you see in your strength and not through him. And I think that's just like so vital for people to hear right now. But, but they were, I'm, I'm going to actually be an advocate for this because it's not their fault. Mm. If, if anybody listening, it is not your fault in one perspective because the church has for so long made you fearful. They have said, how many, how many can agree? You're going to miss the mark. You're going to miss the thing. You're going to miss the movement. You got to come to this prayer conference because mm-hmm. God is speaking mightily and I don't want you to miss it, miss it, miss it. They've ingrained fear into you. So here's the thing. Instead of the common thought process of I'm having an issue. Well, if a, if a product, we're a product is having an issue, go to the creator that created it. Like, wouldn't that be the aha moment? No. Our, our thing is we feel that we have to be made for something. Okay. So our purpose we, our identity is not in Christ. Our identity is in the very function and thing that we do. So yeah. it's like, hey, let me let me do my let, let me find this. And this is why you find women who are um, there. God says, I need you to be a, a housewife for right now, or I need you to work in corporate, or I need. And their identity is shook. They feel like they're not in their purpose. They feel like they're 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 gonna miss everything. They start to get anxiety and they're they're in discord now with their spouse. They're they're in resentment with their children because they're like, well, I have to be here for like two or three years because I had a baby. And while I want to, you know, I'm supposed to be writing books and doing all of this. It's because our we're taught that our purpose is technically our assignment. That's not accurate right? Our purpose is to be intimate with God. That is what he created us for. From that, I can be operating in purpose no matter where I'm at, the grocery store, as a housewife, it doesn't matter. Your call is actually a divine summons. It's how you see the word, right? So if you love health, have you noticed every time you read your Bible, you see it through health and fitness, or marriage, you're going to see it through marriage. Let's just say through women, everything in here is going to be like, oh, I could see how this could help women. That's your call. You can't get away from it. You're going to teach your kids. You just, it, you, everywhere you turn, you can't get away from it. That's right. That's, that's a, it's a divine summons. It constantly draws you. And then your assignment is essentially how you execute it. It could be in, in, a, in a program. It could be as an entrepreneur. It could be ministry leader. It could be corporate America. It, who knows? Who cares? Because it changes, right? And so that's the problem, though. It's like, like what you said. Well, what do you do? Instead of, hey, you know what? I, I serve like I led in the beginning with my mission. This is my heart. I serve those. I just want to transform leadership. So what do you do for a living? You know what? I teach you know, women and men or fivefold leaders is where I do is I teach those fivefold leaders how to change the face of leadership today. Because people don't like to see the leadership that has happened because of all the things that have occurred, right? So that's what I do. That's, that's man, I, I love that. So now I'm leading 
by that divine summons, I'm leading right to where they understand as opposed to I'm a coach, I'm a this. No, I'm not. That's just how I execute. Mm. I'm not known by my function. That's good. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, like how we were talking, it's, it all wraps up, like going into the deep, all that. Nobody, most people don't want to go into it because they don't want to see their own reflection. Ooh, come on. One of the most powerful exercises I've ever done at a leadership conference is for 10 minutes. Look in the mirror. Dark room, look in the mirror and you had a flashlight. Yep. You and know then how many I, can't do it? And what? You know how many can't do that? They cannot look in a mirror to look at themselves. They're weeping. They're like, well, because people look at a mirror as like, I'm only going to put this makeup on. I'm only going to do this thing. Like they're just like viewing. They're not seeing. Yeah. They're like, let me just do this surface work. But like when I had to do that for 10 minutes, I bawled like a baby. I saw I, there were so many thoughts, very unhealthy, some very like remorseful, a lot of grace, yeah. a lot of things. And it's like, and if you want to do some real inside out work, turn off the lights, get in a corner, have a mirror, be by yourself and let it rip. Like, and, and just can. see what comes up and just let it flow. It was it was by far one of the most transformational experiences, period. And yeah, it's, you, have it to, is. you have to be able to go there because like you can't get away from you when you are staring at you because the light is on you. There's nowhere to hide and it's just you. But you know what it is? It's they don't want to. There's two things. One, they don't want to um, admit and take responsibility that because the enemy did it. Have you noticed? It's with the enemy. No, sweetheart. <laughs> okay, you did it. Your decisions did it. Yes. Some of your, the culture, some of, you know, past traumas and other stuff and your choice to, re- to react instead of respond. Let's take responsibility for what we need to and then heal from, okay, whatever wasn't. The second thing is we look at God as God. And let me, let me, let me share with that. My life totally transformed when I looked at God beyond God and I looked at him as father because see, I had a messed up fathering and mm-hmm. I couldn't look at him as father because father hurt me. Father rejected me. Father wow. left me. Father used me. Father hurt me. Father, right? Father wasn't around. Like father, father, father. There's a lot of things. Or as a parent, it could, it could be your mom, whatever. And so when we look at him as, as a parental figure, as father, we think it's going to hurt God that we're angry at him. It ain't going to hurt God. I have yelled at God. I probably cursed at God and been like my bad afterwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in the beginning, you know, when you're doing it, I mean, we've gone through that process. It wasn't until I could say, okay, he is father. And I fully got angry at God. I, I, I was sad. I was mad. Why did this happen? Do I have to go through this? And after I kicked and screamed like a child, Uh he could finally say, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. Because God still looks at, it's like this, we don't look at ourselves as spirit beings a lot of times. We forget that. And so there's still this dissonance. There's still this space between God and creation. Until we can say father. Now, father means that he birthed me. He created me, that I resemble him, that I'm a reflection of him. You see what I'm saying? Now life changes. Now life changes. And I think that we feel like we're going to break God if we look in the mirror and get angry at him and get angry at our life and our situation. You have every right. Feel the way that you feel. 
I'm not going to say that you don't. But let's get off the floor of kicking and screaming and then take responsibility. And this is why we lead without power. Mm. That's so good. I, I, I'm like, there are so many words that I just like so many things that have been covered. So many, so many words have been shared that I just know so much breakthrough is going to come from this episode because like you said, you know, you were made to search the deep. I told y'all when we started, we were going deep. And Tanya, you just like, you have opened up so many just avenues of questions, reflection, like so many things that I encourage you, listen to this like four or five, 10 times, however time, however many times. You're going to have to. Another, yes, you are. I'm like, we're going to have to have like a a series of like, let's just like map out and let this roll. But I want to pause it here because I feel like there's so much that people can chew on with this. And just go back and listen again and just be like, okay, what else is there? What else is there? Like, there's so much meat here that I know God just wanted to just unravel and give them just a taste to now you go chase that with me, not by yourself, but with me. And so this is just a taste where you can be able to be like, there's so much more out there. So I just want to say thank you for your, your openness, your vulnerability, and just like, just being somebody that has gone there that we can see, Hey, you know what? That's what it can look like. Yeah. Lord, what do you want it to look like for me? Where are we going to go together? Because clearly you've done a lot of work in the dark, so to speak, meaning like behind (laughs) closed doors, nobody's seeing like, you know, (laughs) snot nose crazy, like, but it's like, you have to, you have to go there, but there's so much beauty and joy and richness and depth because we were made for the deep. And I just want to say, thank you. Thank you for all of this. This is like such a, a, such a powerful podcast. And if y'all love this that much, like, like leave a review. I never say that at the end of it, like, let us know if you want her to come back. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be a yes and amen, because I know I want you to come back because this is so good. And it's so good to be in proximity of people who who go there and and dive deep. So thank you so much. Anything else before we close up today that you'd love to share? Um, no, I, I think that we really, we really touched on, on all of that. Um, I know that a lot of times people are like, okay, well, how do I do this? You know, even if you just sit before God with a notebook and you sit in silence, that's it. You invite, acknowledge God's presence. Because I think a lot of times we say, I invite your presence in. And I don't think that's accurate because if he says he's never left us or forsake us and that he's Mm -hmm. with us, Mm -hmm. then it's actually an inaccurate prayer to say, I invite you in. You actually really just have to take the scales off your eyes and realize he's there. So if you just say, I acknowledge that you're there. That is actually more accurate, right? And so, God, I acknowledge you're there, right? I put a smoke, a hedge of protection around our conversation, right? That that spiritually and in any way, any dimension, that the enemy will not have access, bless you, to our conversation. And I I ask you to just speak, have your way. Mm. A lot of times we'll realize that if we just listen because prayer is a, it's communication a lot of times we don't communicate with god we just go in we confess we pray and we think that we had this really great time and it's like could you imagine a marriage that like all you ever do is just talk to your husband you say whatever you do whatever 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 and you never hear him like he's he's just like standing there and this is what he looks like <laughs> he's just like you know, it's not going to work. You're never actually intimate. 
And so um, if I can leave with that, I would say, just take the time. It is precious and do what works for you in the season that you're at, right? If, If it's five minutes, start with your five minutes. Just make sure that it's, you know, completely the time and that you're consistent with it. And then, and then give yourself the grace to grow because it's, it's the quant, it's the quality over the quantity. I could be with God for an hour, but if I'm flipping through my phone and I'm not, I'm looking in the air and I'm not then it really, I'm just checking off a a box. That's right. Right. So I'm going to say this, I, I can't stand cookie cutters, customize it, find out what really, really works for you. If it's going on a walk, go on the walk and spend with God and just talk to him, whatever that looks like, but just be consistent. Beautiful. Search him. Yes. That's so applicable and so real. Tanya, thank you so much. This has just been an absolute joy and we're definitely going to have you back on. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye everybody. So good. One of the things that Molly said, she talked about the power of proximity. If you have been missing being in proximity with women, like the two women you just listened to for, oh my goodness, coming close on an hour, then you need to be a part of this amazing community. Girl Power Alliance is, gosh, a place where you're going to make lifelong friends. You're going to grow. You're going to be challenged in all the best ways. And you're going to be loved on. You're going to be supported, encouraged, empowered. You're going to be prayed for. I just can't say enough about the amazing women in this community and the things that they're doing. These are women on a mission. They're called and they know it. They may not exactly know the direction yet, but they know for a fact that they are called and they are pursuing that call passionately and boldly and partially because of the proximity of the women around them that they are watching doing the same things. If this sounds like something you have been praying for, you need, maybe you don't even realize how badly you needed it. I want you to head over to girlpoweralliance.com and I want you to say yes. Just say yes, join us. Join the membership if you want to, to start. Just take advantage of the resources and get plugged into the community. And then when you fall in love, you're not gonna be able to stop talking about it. You could become an ambassador and share this amazing resource, this amazing gift with other people and start to build a little income for yourself. Maybe just maybe this is the answer that you have been praying for, the financial resource that you have been asking God, show me where to go so that we can get out of this situation and create more freedom in our life. I believe Girl Power Alliance might just be that for you. You're welcome here. You have a seat at our table. Girl Power Alliance, what we believe is when you change yourself, you change the world.